0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 956 of the Juice Box podcast. Jenny is back, and we're going to do another diabetes myth episode. Today's topic was sent in by listeners, and they say that people think that they have diet restrictions because they have type 1 diabetes. Jenny and I are going to talk all about it and read some listener feedback. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Save 10% off your first month of therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash juicebox Get a free year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order at drinkag1.com forward slash juicebox. And you will, in fact, save 40% off of your entire order when you use the offer code juicebox at checkout at cozyearth.com. I actually used that offer code the other day and bought myself some clothes. Cozyearth.com. If you're looking for the Bold Beginning series, the Diabetes Pro tip series, the Type 2 Pro tip series, or any of those sorts of things, go to JuiceboxPodcast.com, look up in the menu, or in the Feature tab of the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by the Omnipod 5. You can learn more and get started today at Omnipod.com forward slash Juicebox. Doesn't matter if you prefer the Omnipod 5. Where the Omnipod dash, my link is the place to go. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is sponsored today by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and is 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. BetterHelp.com forward slash juice box. To get started, You just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. And when you use my link, you'll save 10% on your first month of therapy. I was thinking that we could tackle the myth today that people with diabetes have diet restrictions. Sure. Seems fair? Okay.
1: That seems fair. All right.
0: So I'm going to just go right to the first piece of feedback. Um, Okay. This person said... People tell me that type ones can't eat certain things. And I have a couple of family members that tell me uh, about my type one. I know oh, how he can't have this and he can't have that. And, you know, maybe they should shy away from this. Like, like it's a lot of that um, verbiage is being used. Like, you know, so this person's trying to tell them, listen, my kid can eat food. <laughs> and here's how it gets handled. Um, but people don't want to hear it. It seems to be the biggest problem. Next person says, everyone thinks I have to eat sugar-free everything, um, that everything I eat has to be diet, but a lot of that stuff tastes gross to me and I don't want to eat it. So even that, even that is interesting, right? Like the person doesn't want to eat the thing, but they're getting so much pressure from someone that they've tried it. They now know that they don't like it, but they still, right. still feel the pressure.
1: Right, Yeah. absolutely. So-
0: does this happen to you?
1: Uh, let's see. Recently? No. But in the past? In the past it has. Abs- in the past it has. And I think and I think we met we talked about this in one of the other myth episodes as well is there's some old school thought to what's being told about what you can and can't. Right. Mm -hmm. Have. Um, I mean, years ago, when I the years after I was initially diagnosed, there were things that were just I don't do them anymore. Right. Um, But there are also things that my family just they just didn't do either. Okay, So it wasn't a my brother gets this, but Jenny doesn't get this. My parents were like, nope, it's going to be fair and clean. Everybody is just going to do it the way that Jenny does it, yeah. right? Um, at holiday kind of types of gatherings with friends or family, my my favorite aunt, actually, <laughs> she would always make the vegetable tray, right? Because those at that time were considered free foods. Mm-hmm. And so Jenny could always have those items versus the other trays of things that were all of the cookies and treats and the bars and whatever, which did my parents let me have that occasionally? Sure. But they were definitely more of a, "Mm, not the greatest to have or indulge in or have four cookies at one gathering with friends just because I wanted them. Could I have had them? Absolutely. At that time though, we didn't have the knowledge of how to take care of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Today,
1: we have the technology. We've got the information. And so I think it. we have to transfer that old school thought into today, we've got insulin that works faster. We've got technology. We've got a visual on our glucose levels. We've got machines and pumps and things that they leap over that yes and no food and they allow people to absolutely eat what they want to eat
0: yeah it it allows a separation between what should i have nutritionally and what can i do without it impacting my diabetes poorly because right you, you know what i mean by that like the cookies yes. are, your cookies are a great example no one none of us should be eating four and five cookies at a at a, an event no
1: right? no
0: but we well, <laughs> And, and I think these things get blurred together sometimes. Um, but if you're gonna eat them and your blood sugar is gonna go to three twenty five for four hours, well, then that seems like a more imminent you shouldn't do this. I think that's the two things that get blended, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, yes. well, and I think you brought up a good a good point there. Like nobody should eat four or five cookies at one time. You just shouldn't. Right. And so there's a whole nother, avenue of a discussion that is a little different than this, but it it kind of gets blended in because if all the kids or all the adults are doing something at a party or a gathering or a social event or at a business meeting or whatever, sure, you can follow suit, but in general, is it really good to do it all the time? Yeah. No, it's it's just not. <laughs> and,
0: and I see you see where the the resistance comes from from the, the mother of a child or father of a child or the adult living with, because mm-hmm. you don't want to be told what to do. Like that's the that's the worst feeling in the world. Like you can't, I mean, you can't eat that as a statement or a direction. It right. has to be incredibly difficult to hear, right? Um right. and then you go, yes, I can. And either you think, yes, I can, because I know how to cover it with insulin, or you think, yes, I can. My blood sugar is going to go up and I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be stopped by this thing. Right. These things are, again, they're completely different. It's so interesting that you said about the plate of vegetables, because the next thing on the list says, I wish that people understood that candy is, you know, I'm told all the time that candy is the root of all evil, but somehow fruit is okay. <laughs> and, <Right. laughs> and and so she, so she gives an example. I'm not saying, by the way, you should eat candy over fruit. This is her bigger point. Um, A family member that meant very well made a beautiful tray of fruit for a holiday party, brought it, put it down, and came over and said, hey, I made this because I know you can't eat the other stuff. You can't have desserts. Right. Meanwhile, (laughs) the the impact from a fruit tray or the impact from a piece of cake is probably the same, maybe worse if it's the fruit. Like, who knows, you know? (laughs) So. So again, <laughs> nutrition and blood sugar—two different ideas. Are you better off eating a plate full of fruit? Sure, you are, right? Then, you, then having a plate full of cake nutritionally, of course, that makes sense. Blood sugar wise, right. maybe no difference.
1: Maybe no difference, and or you know, maybe in fact, depending on the cake or the cookie or whatever it was with cream cheese frosting, maybe the cake actually doesn't hit you like the big plate of grapes and cherries that you are planning to eat instead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you might. So get it's. A- a spike now versus a spike later. So, but they're absolutely, it's a great point. I mean, it's it. sugar is sugar is sugar. Sometimes there's more complex. Sometimes there's a little bit slower, something that mixes up how that sugar impacts your blood sugar. Yes. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, lovely that the person was like, Hey, I brought the fruit for you. You're thinking that's great. I'm still gonna have the cake.
0: <laughs> I got you covered. Don't worry. I know about the right. I know all about your BDs. I'm on top right. of it for you. It's wonderful. <laughs> um I don't know. Oh, wait, here we go. My most recently my father said to me, Oh, about about my son. His blood sugar must be so well controlled because of the diet we eat. And the person said, It's not because of that at all. I know how to use insulin. And right. and so but that's not but that's not what the father sees. The father sees, oh, the kid's not spiking all over the place. It's gotta be this food. Like it's so interesting how people see ghosts in so many things. They think they see something, it's not really there. Now, sure. The other side of this would be if you ate a very low carb existence and you had type one diabetes, you would require much less insulin. You'd have much less variability. And there is no doubt that from just that blood sugar perspective things would be easier, very likely, right?
1: Very likely. Yes, 100%. The the majority of people who really are following a very low carb or what a lot of people call a ketogenic diet, right? There is a lot of stability following that. Um, And if you're doing it the right way, nutritionally speaking, um, you're not necessarily doing all of the fancy stuff that's on the market, but you're actually just eating clean food and getting in really low-carb intake and high-fat intake to complete your caloric need, right? You're going to get stability. You're probably going to get some weight modification. Um, You're going to go down in insulin need, although your insulin needs will change in a different way. You'll learn insulin effect to work with that type of fueling plan. Right. In a very different way than covering for carbohydrates. Yeah,
0: I, so. I once had lunch with a type one who um, ate completely like no carbs, all meat. Mm-hmm. At this and forty five minutes later, they picked up their controller and Pick gave themselves bullet. insulin to bullish for the protein and the fat rise that they knew was going to come. It mm-hmm. was much less insulin, etc. I think again, the problem comes when this is a little different than the other thing, but in the diabetes community, amongst the group of people together who all have diabetes and have different experiences and have figured out different things. If you say, hey, I don't know how to like stop this spike. My kid went and had ice cream and this spike happened. You're going to get somebody who is very low carb, keto, something like that. And they're going to come in and say, oh, you know, don't eat carbs. And that won't happen. And you're like, well, that, that's not helpful <laughs> you know like like
1: or that's it, not what that's not what i want to do it's right that's not, yeah, not the question Either, i'm asking right that's not yeah. the question right
0: mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. that that's you know it's not a hey doc it hurts when i do this don't do this anymore like it it it's a decision you've made as a person eating that way which i think is terrific if anything you figure out that works for you is amazing you know so right. but you can't just show up at somebody's door and say You can't you can't eat carbs. That's the problem. You can eat carbs. I'm not going to bore you with it, but Arden's 24 hours, Arden's last 24 hours include a late night meal. I'm talking like 10 o'clock at night. Rice, steamed carrots, and shrimp. Now, were there concessions made? It's basmati rice, not white rice. Like sure, right? Correct. Uh, Right. And there's not a bunch. There's no breading on the shrimp. It wasn't fried. It was sauteed like okay right those things but there i gave her a bowl i mean between the rice and the carrots and there had to be 45 carbs in there maybe like more maybe who knows
1: must not have been a very big bowl it was, right it, it, <laughs> it was wasn't, hu- it, wasn't hu- it wasn't huge it wasn't huge a, okay it was a
0: fair a fair amount of rice uh, more carrots than rice the shrimp etc okay her blood sugar has not been under 70 or over 120 in the last 24 hours so yeah. that's doable. I saw her during the day uh, have a little chocolate thing where she ate a bunch of those little dove, like dark chocolate hearts. Um, sure. You know, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, do do people with diabetes have a diet restriction? Yeah. No. But no. No. And
1: yeah. right. It, it's a little bit of both. Like somebody actually asked, I think this it definitely fits here. Somebody asked me not long ago, well, do you restrict yourself? No, but I also have certain preferences. I have many years of learning what I can do almost all the time, and I know it well enough to take care of it and handle it, right? And then there are the things that are, they're not the 80 to 90% of quality food that makes up from a, a fueling standpoint, from what I want to put in my body because it needs good nutrients, right? Those are the foods that I don't restrict them. But when I do the non-typical foods, I tend to do them when I know I can, I say, get away with it. I don't, and I don't mean it in that way, but it's kind of the way that it works out. Like if we're, um, if I've had a day that I've had just a lot of activity or I've had a really good run or something like that. I have a sensitivity component that I can get away with. Now we're going to go out for like the dinner.
0: right? right? Yeah. So. And you want not have to use a lot more insulin because you've got all that exercise on board that's going to help. Correct.
1: Or right. So I'm not restricting. I'm just, I guess I feel like I'm saving those types of things that I may want to do occasionally for times when I know that it's really going to work out to my advantage and that I've figured out how to work it in.
0: I feel like the word restricted stems from this idea that we should be able to just eat as much of anything that we want as it's like it's like an American freedom idea. It's like you're not going to stop it me, is. right? We're going to I'm not going to make a pork chop for lunch, we're going to kill a whole pig and you know like, yes. that that kind of thing. Like like abundance, like that whole like bigger is better. I mean, honestly, yeah. you go to some restaurants and they give you food and I think is this for all of us? Like like I, but eventually you just eat it. You're like, okay, I'll eat this. And then that like clean your plate mentality comes into your head. It's it's interesting how in the 50s, it was clean your plate, right? So that's how our parents, my parents were definitely raised that way. Like clean your plate. Mm-hmm. This food's expensive. I mean, yep. if, if you grew up in my time and someone didn't tell you there was a child starving in Africa, so you had to eat all this food. Like, I don't know. Like that... Happened constantly.
1: Well, you know? and there were commercials for it on television, so, so it wasn't more, just that you were hearing it; you were also seeing these poor children. Now,
0: my parents knew they had television, right? Like, yes. so, so this was the way people spoke. So now, we shift into a more kind of abundant lifestyle in in more modern times. But we were raised with like eat all that food. Like, if I think back to the amount of food my mom gave me versus the amount of food a restaurant makes, and then I start making for ourselves, those are significantly different portions.
1: Yeah, I was actually gonna ask, comparatively, if you remember, what was the difference between what was put on your plate as an expectation, you will eat this, versus what we now have the ability to put on our plate, you know, if you have access and enough to do it. It's probably at least double, if not maybe triple, in some people's eyes.
0: My simple example is this. My mom would buy five pounds of potatoes and try to figure out a way to make them last until spuds started growing out of them. I open up a bag and I go, Well, I'll just make these five pounds of potatoes. Like, like yes. <laughs>
1: there's four of us.
0: There's four of us. Someone said they wanted mashed potatoes. Obviously, five pounds is the way to go.
1: And, and you know, <laughs> right, just cook the whole pot. <laughs> and,
0: and then eventually they go into the refrigerator and people kind of pick at them throughout the week. I'm not saying we eat five pounds at a sitting, but I do think you put more on the plate because. It feels like generosity. Yeah. It almost feels like love, like, here, have a bunch, you know, like that kind of thing. And, and so I think that, again, these things get blended together, and that's where these conversations end up coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I didn't
0: realize, Jenny, that the myth series was going to be more about psychology when we started it, by the way, but it's oh. been, been fun so far.
1: <laughs> it has, yes. And I think that's another piece that, as you talk about portion, I think it's a really big missing piece in education overall it really is. Nobody, nobody these days gets educated about a real portion of meat or a real portion of vegetables or what a, a portion of fruit should look like, or like your potatoes, like half your plate shouldn't be potatoes. Yeah, I don't care if you like them. Half your plate doesn't need to be potatoes with three sticks of butter on it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> not necessary. I
0: just recorded with Jake Leach yesterday from Dexcom and he discussed how they're going to, uh, present a sensor next year that's going to be for people with type 2 who don't use insulin. And my wow. which is terrific, right? And I, I immediately talked about how, you know, Arden moved from G7 from G6 and we had two sensors left and a transmitter. So I put it on my brother who has type 2 diabetes. And in 10 days, the light bulbs that turned on for him that hadn't been turned on in years of doctors yelling at him, you don't eat right. Like, you know, like, uh, blah, 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 you're not trying hard enough, like all that stuff. He suddenly was like, oh, I, I see what happens now when I eat these foods. And it, right. it just it, so quick, it turned the light on for him. But people don't know about food. Like, it's just and, and so this is it. This is exactly what happens here. You get diagnosed, somebody tells you you can't do a thing. You brusque against that because you don't want to be told what to do. Somebody else who has no idea what they're talking about says something to you, like, let me read a quote here. Oh, I didn't know she could eat that. Or when this woman says her co-workers brought snacks, passed them out to everybody, skipped her.
1: Except, <laughs> oh no. Well, that's then, just weird.
0: As she cruised by, I'm, I'm picturing a cubicle, said, I know you can't have this, and rolled right past her. Right? So... Or even when somebody here says they're trying to stop a low blood sugar with a pack of Smarties, and during the low blood sugar incident, someone, a loved one, looks at them and goes, do you really think you should eat all of them? You have diabetes. <laughs> so, so when those things get blended together with just the misunderstanding about food to begin with and this generational inclination to eat more, give more, it, right. it's, it's what led me to say... When you and I did an, an episode about like Ozempic and things like that, we did like a type two um, it, it as mm-hmm. part of the type two series. I had this kind of like whimsical idea while we were talking that I've not let go of yet, which was if you injected everyone right now with this stuff and took their hunger away, that in one generation, a whole new group of children would not eat as much food because you would, teach, you would teach them to eat less by example.
1: So, Absolutely. Not
0: saying we should like put it in the water or anything like that. But like, you know, it, it's not wrong. Like if everyone's parents used less food, more nutrition, it would literally take a generation for that to flip flop around.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and I, I, I saw it just recently because my son's been gone for seven months. He's been living on his own. He flew back to spend a couple of days around my birthday and he had a couple of days off from work. And while he's off on his own, he's cooking for himself making his meals. He's trying to be very conscious about money, but also he realizes he's not as active as he used to be, like all that stuff. And he came home and he started eating more like he was a kid than the adult that he is off on his own. I noticed it in a couple of days.
1: Because mom and dad's house has more. (laughs) There's more crap
0: here because we have more money. Because we make more money than he does. And so there's extra stuff here. And he's like, oh, I haven't had these in a while, which was I didn't want to pay for these. But then his stomach started hurting. And I was like, yeah, you're eating better on your own because you're eating less food. It's for you. It's because you don't have as much money. But who cares why? The truth is, is he's making clean meals for himself. And I don't know. It just it's also freaking obvious.
1: Um. (laughs) And the interesting thing is that he has learned that almost on his own. It's not like you gave him a big, a big sit down lecture before he left the house to be like, you know what? You really have to think about all. And maybe you did. Maybe you talked about some things in terms of budgeting, or he just saw that while he was growing up or whatever, but he's kind of taken this on, on his own, which is, it's really adult. Like, good for him. I'm, That's fantastic. I'm
0: excited for him. The extent of what, I mean, listen, we're careful with money in our house. And um, that stems from me, you know, while we're talking about where yes. everything comes from. I grew up broke. It's not hard to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but on the food side, I've told them throughout their life growing up, when they were old enough to understand, I grew up like a monster with food. Like, everyone for the most part did. Unless you had a nice granola mom like Jenny, who's like, was going to be like, hey, I'll, I'll grow some stuff in the backyard. Like the rest of us, <laughs> the rest of us grew up eating like Kentucky fried chicken and drinking orange drink and thinking it was juice and like, and thinking juice was good for you, etc. and so on. And like, so I figured it out as I became a young adult. The Omnipod 5 is the first and only tubeless automated insulin delivery system to integrate with the Dexcom G6. An Omnipod 5 is available for people with type 1 diabetes ages 2 years and older. It has smart adjust technology, and that means that your pod will adjust insulin delivery based on your customized target glucose, helping to protect you against highs and lows both day and night. Just like the Omnipod Dash, Omnipod 5 includes a waterproof tubeless insulin pod that can be worn almost anywhere you've given yourself an injection. Each pod eliminates the need for multiple daily injections, plus the automated insulin delivery and CGM integration helps simplify life in so many ways. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Once you get there, scroll down a little bit. You can click on the check my coverage button or the let's go button. What does let's go mean? It says I'd like a free trial of Omnipod. Take the pod for a test drive. Let's go. I just clicked on let's go just now. Let's see what happens. Oh, it asks you, are you living with diabetes or the caregiver of someone with diabetes? Explains a bunch of stuff to you. All right, let's just say I'm the caregiver because I am. Asks how old my kid is. Older than two because Arden's going to be 19 in a couple of days. Uh, she's type one. It also asks, are you type two requiring insulin or other unsure? I say type one. Boom, 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 Oh, we have a match. For your loved one who is living with type 1 diabetes, the Omnipod 5 automated insulin delivery system is the best fit. Did you know Omnipod 5 integrates with Dexcom G6? Your next steps gives you next steps. Fill out your personal details below. Locate doctor on the next page. Okay, there's a lot more. I'm not going to read you the whole internet, but Omnipod.com forward slash juice You can either get more information, get started, ask for a free trial, or see a beautiful picture of me. Although it doesn't really look like me anymore because I'm now even prettier. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you can't remember, Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. All right, let's get back to Jenny and those pesky, pesky myths. And I did my best to change the, the course of the ship, but it wasn't that easy. So, sure. you know, so I told I would tell them along the way, we've done our best to give you a better view of food, but the truth is you do not have a completely correct view of it. Like it's better than what I had and I'm moving in that direction again, but, and they took that seriously. So, right. you know, I got lucky there basically. Yeah. Um,
1: I know. I mean, we've tried to do the same you know, with our kids, we have a garden, we teach them where food comes from. We've taken them to farms. They know what a chicken looks like. They know what a cow looks like. They know where food comes from. And a lot of people just don't have the opportunity or understand that that's an important thing mm-hmm. to teach. I mean, we've teach, we teach portion like my kids know how to read a food label. I, I, not many kids their age <laughs> without diabetes yeah. know how to read a food label, oh, you know? 100%. Um, so, you know, these are, again, they're things that aren't being taught and we need to remember to teach them. I would say that people with diabetes are probably a step ahead in terms of understanding compared to the general public,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which isn't a bad thing. Yeah.
0: So I've, so that, that's my public service announcement. You should eat better. You should eat whole foods and limit sugar intake and like you shouldn't, you know, your day shouldn't be 600 carbs or something like that. You know, like, like all yeah. that's aside now, having said all that if you can't accomplish that for some reason, the answer isn't give away your diabetes health on top of it, like right. that's it. So maybe you'll get the eating thing together and you'll figure it out. But in the meantime, we don't just go, oh, sugar makes my blood sugar go up and I don't do anything about it and I can't stop eating ice cream. So I guess I'm gonna die. <laughs> like like that's, that's what the, at the core of what I think this podcast is about, I think it's about taking the correct amount of insulin for what you're eating.
1: Correct. That's and really, that goes right along with not having to think about the word restriction. Right. It's learning how to use this medication that we have to have in order for the food that we choose to put in to actually work well and keep our body healthy long term.
0: Yeah. I choose to take a bigger holistic view of the whole thing. I don't, I think that it's obvious where we all are as a society. I don't think that you just change that with a light switch because someone told you you have type two or type one diabetes. True. So we're going to take care of our health, learn how to manage that, and then hopefully over time you will come to a better understanding about your food. And if you don't, at least your blood sugars have been under control the whole time. And by the way, at least Correct. that's amazing. You know, um, right? That's always been my my perspective. Like if I step back a little bit from like two people having a conversation and talk to you like the person who makes the podcast. It was my expectation that we that you can't make everyone do the right thing. So no. they should have as many tools as they have to apply to whatever their thing is. Correct. Yeah, and I, yes. and I don't have any trouble with it. Like to say that, I don't want people to hear that and go, oh, he says bowls for whatever, but he's at home eating quinoa. I've never had quinoa in my life. I couldn't identify. <laughs> it. Um, and And I had three chocolate chip cookies last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so...
1: There you go. <laughs> I ain't arguing with
0: you. Uh, you know what I mean. Like, but but what happens again? Like Jenny, um, our pediatrician diagnosed us, and the first thing I thought is I can't bake anymore. I love baking. You know, like so that's that's how that hit a person who didn't know anything about diabetes five minutes before. Uh, people think I have to bring or drink something special because they don't provide drinks for me when I come to fa- family gatherings. This is a big one, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Diet drinks. That there's a divide in the world. There's people who don't worry about their blood sugar who say, I don't eat that aspartame. It makes mice go crazy or whatever they say. And, <laughs> and then there's people like I I can't have a drink with sugar and it'll make my blood sugar go up to 400. That's that one happens constantly, doesn't it?
1: It does happen. And I'm, you know, I'm in a different sort of lane altogether. I don't expect somebody to have something for me for a beverage. I always bring my beverage along. Mm-hmm. If I want something outside of water, which these days most people have bottled water or something available for people to drink, great, I'll have that. If not, I will bring my own stuff along. Right. That I I know what's in it. I know that it's not, you know, whatever color such and such that's going to turn my eyeballs green.
0: <laughs> well, Jenny, now that I um um jacked up on the Wigovi, I'm bringing my yes. own, I'm bringing my own drinks places too. <laughs> not that i would i I would never drink a sugary drink like it just was beyond like my i i I can't even tell you what it tastes like if i drink something like that did
1: you did you grow up with sugary drinks or did you not because i i also don't prefer sugary or sweetie types of drinks but we didn't grow up oh we did even before i was diagnosed it was not in the house because my that was just it was either milk or water Uh, that was what we we drank
0: we drank cut rate soda So whatever, like the – do you remember the – did everyone have a grocery store that um, the bags didn't have printing on it so they were cheaper and the labels were all white? It was like poor people grocery store. You might not have had one. I had one. Um, And that's where we used to go.
1: Um,
0: So like off-brand soda um, juice, like in, you know, giant tubs of sugary crystals that you dissolved in water. Like that's all we drank. But I – as I got older, I was like, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. And, you know, and so I changed that. I think I went to diet soda first Um, Mm -hmm. and then I lost my flavor for it. Like now I can't like I was in a restaurant in Atlanta visiting with my son and they had Mexican Coke. So like real cane sugar, Coca-Cola. And I was like, give me one of those, please. I would like to try that. It was like a 12 ounce bottle. I was halfway through it. I'm assuming that's what meth feels like.
1: <laughs> I was, I, you I were was, like, woo.
0: Holy hell! I was like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> like, it was, So I just, I stopped. I was like, does anyone else want to try this? I can't completely drink this. Um, it sure. felt odd on my stomach. It felt weird in my head. It tasted horrible, like as far as I could tell. Um, But no, I grew up with it. I just changed my palate on that one. Yeah. So
1: I think the last sip of like real soda I actually had... Was we went on a trip to Peru with some friends who were Peruvian, and they insisted we had to try this like neon yellow soda Mm -hmm. from the bodega down the street. And I was like, okay. Like, there's no label on it. This is a total, like, (laughs) swig of sugar. (laughs) like, whatever. I guess I'll see what happens.
0: I don't even know where this came from. Uh, I don't
1: know what the flavor was. I have nothing to compare it to. But I could not believe that this was the, like, it was the beverage. Yeah, It was, like, the thing to drink. You know what also
0: changed my palate is that I grew up with, like, legit sugar. Like, my example here is if you eat Fruity Pebbles or Apple Jacks, if you're a person who's doing that right now in real time, you are eating a terrible version of Fruity Pebbles and Apple Jacks because they were so much better in the 80s. And I don't know why. I have no idea why. But they changed the food that I grew up with. And so I was like, eh, this, I don't even like this anymore. It so it's helped. not good anymore. Yeah, it got me away from it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many here are just like my son. They they tell me my son can't have cake. My daughter has dietary restrictions. This goes on and on. Here's one though. Um I hate that people think my child cannot eat sugary foods or junk foods, even because he has type one, or that Mm -hmm. his diet somehow caused his type one. A teaching assistant at school tried to deny my eight year old non type one son ice cream because his brother has diabetes. So so that that lady turned to the sibling and went, You people are Uh, uh, pro yeah, you're prone to this. You can't have no ice cream. Like that's Uh,
1: isn't that uh, something? Uh I I also – what I'm astounded about in this whole line of, like, discussion is how somebody who has not lived it is taking it upon themselves to make a decision for somebody who clearly is living with it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, where – where do you get off? I'm so sorry. Like, where do not make my decisions for me? If I want to down those five cookies, I'm gonna down the five cookies yeah. and I'm gonna figure it out and take care of it. And it's it's not on you. It so don't worry yeah. about me, please.
0: Th- this might be a dangerous part of the conversation for me, <clears throat> but um <laughs> I'm fascinated by all the things people think they're qualified to do. Sometimes, <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> wait, wait, she, the, uh, your life is a is a dumpster fire. This you're sure about, like, fascinating. You know, absolutely yes. fascinating to me. Um, you know, uh, I don't yes. know. That's a different conversation. That's a conversation Jenny and I will have in private when we see each other, mm-hmm. not here yes. on the podcast. Maybe. Uh, let's see. People brought meals to our house after my daughter was diagnosed and asked or told us they didn't bring desserts because they didn't want her to get worse. There you go. Or to keep having diabetes. That was another thing they got. I understand their intentions were pure, but I just kept saying, Oh, she can eat anything. Diabetes isn't going to go away. It's a lifelong autoimmune condition. And sometimes sugar saves her life. Even, um, Mm -hmm. she said the looks that she got made, made, made her feel like they were looking at her like she didn't know what she was talking about. So same thing. Um, and she throws in something else here that has nothing to do with this topic, so I'm gonna jump over. Um I mean, what I'm getting is that people hear constantly, oh, you're diabetic, blah, blah, blah. But here's one an endo asthma. I was once asked by an endo, should you should, should you be eating that? Like not their endo. An endo in a in a social setting.
1: Wow. So
0: what are you gonna do there? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Maybe that was an endo who clearly doesn't see a lot of people with diabetes in their practice. Maybe they focus on like hormone regulation or I don't know. I'm trying it? to give them I'm trying it? to give them some reason for being silly in what they're um, what they said to that person.
0: You want a funny one?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A friend of mine told me I shouldn't eat onions because they're just pure sugar. I think that goes back to your other, um, your other statement of like, how do people talk about things that they don't know about? Um, right. That's it. Uh, he needs more fruit, not vegetables. <sighs> oh my gosh! There's so many things here. Way back, a school principal asked my mom if she could wean me off of the snacks. We. So- That's a quote. Wean me (laughs) off of the snacks. And she's saying these were the snacks I used to bring my blood sugars back up when they got low.
1: I'm curious how, and it probably isn't in the post, but like that that sounds almost like when I was younger in school, I did have snack times that were very specific because of the type of insulin I had and the way that it worked. Mm -hmm. So they were timed. And it almost sounds like this person has had diabetes a long time and remembers that being asked without the understanding that there was probably something in effect there that the snacks were necessary for, not necessarily just for low blood sugars, but maybe that was just the way that it was because that was the way her insulin was working, yeah. right? Um, and again, we're weaning you off. Like, when are we going to get to the point that you don't have to send the snacks to school with your child? Well, right. when the pancreas starts making some more insulin. Or,
0: or are they thinking, well, the snacks are the problem. Like one or the other, it doesn't matter. It's, it's It
1: doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm.
0: skip through the your feet will fall off comments. There are a lot oh. of them. Uh, but uh, here's the one. I was once treating my low blood sugar with Smarties. My husband's grandpa regaled me with a story about how his mother's feet at age 90 lost – she lost a toe, and he said, you shouldn't eat that. That's how my mom lost a toe. So, by the way, that might be how his mom lost a toe. <laughs> like, like maybe she had <laughs> untreated type 2 diabetes for most of her life, and like I have no idea. By the way, at 90 – if the worst thing that happens to me at 90 is someone takes one of on my toes, I'm going to be like, I'm killing it here. Uh, but, right. Uh, <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I didn't need it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no,
0: no kidding, though, Jenny. I'm scrolling past a page of comments about people who have been told about, about their, feet? their feet. Yes. Um, people who love to say, oh, that's diabetes on a plate or that's diabetes in oh. a cup, that that sort of thing. She says, I hate that. And I hate it when comedians use it as a joke. Um, this one's interesting. My family was shocked when I explained to them that we actually have more juice and candy in the house now that my child has diabetes than we did before they did. Mm-hmm. And this one's interesting. Uh, this person was told that you can't do intermittent fasting as a type one. I'm going to tell you right now.
1: That's not true. That is
0: definitely not true. No. Um, Arden's, I mean, listen, Arden's on, a, on an algorithm. So in fairness, like there's a thing trying to stop her from getting low. But it's very successful. And she is definitely a person who eats in a window. Like, I would mm-hmm. I would bet that in a 24-hour period, Arden probably only eats for 8 or 10 hours of that. And she's not running around low constantly. Um, right. Yeah. That's it. The, that, that is the end of the uh, diabetes myth uh, <gasps> for that we have diet restrictions. Do you have anything to add to it?
1: I don't think so. Not what? about... The diet restriction yeah. stuff. Do we have more myths to do, though? Do we? Right.
0: Have oh, my God, yeah. We do,
1: don't we? we I was going to, like, we had 52 pages. There have to be more.
0: Complications are inevitable. Okay. Um, that there is a cure. That there are strict rules to follow, like strict do's and don'ts. An insulin pump will fix everything. These are all episodes you will still hear coming in this. Uh, awesome. That you have the bad type of diabetes. Type 1s can't be overweight. Type 2s are definitely overweight. Um, Type 2 can become type 1, vice versa. You should see. Oh, this isn't a myth. This is just people who don't understand. Insulin is what you get when your blood sugar is low.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Insulin pumps are bad for diabetics.
1: Huh. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. How about that you're doing drugs?
1: Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, that was, that's a funny one. I mean, it is and it isn't. I can understand from one perspective that clearly it looks very weird from one angle to some outsider who just doesn't know. I mean, my friends, I mean, I did not have a pump until I got married. So I was MDI for a very long time. And all of my friends, they loved saying, "Oh, Jenny's got to shoot up. It's time to eat." Like they thought it was hilarious, and I did as well. I mean, I was not bothered by that. I'm, I, I let a lot of things just set, sort of roll. I'm like, eh, doesn't that doesn't hurt me? Yeah. So whatever. And it's kind of funny. So
0: I listen. It's one of the it, all this falls under that category. To some, if you think it's funny, it's funny. Like right, Arden does not care if you joke about diabetes. Yeah. She goes so far as to say, I don't understand why people are upset by that. So hmm. it's just her personality. It doesn't bother her. But there right. are plenty of people in this document who are like, comedians that make jokes of diabetes infuriate me. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's personality. That's all. All right. Well, Jenny, yeah. I appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you very of much. Of
1: course. It was fun.
0: Hey, isn't it nice to have Jenny back? Thank you so much, Jenny. If you'd like to, uh, you can hire Jenny. She works at integrateddiabetes.com. Thanks so much to Omnipod for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Don't forget, omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Get started today with the Omnipod 5 or the Omnipod Dash and uh, everything. Check your eligibility, take a test drive. It's all there. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. If you're looking for community, check out the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group, which now has 40,000 members in it and adding more every day. Check it out. There is something there for you. Juicebox Podcast, type 1 diabetes. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Hey, everybody. BetterHelp is a sponsor of the podcast, and they're offering my listeners 10% off their first month of therapy. It's a great deal. I hope you can check it out. BetterHelp. Dot com forward slash juice box. Now, BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service that is 100% online. They have over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists they can help you with a wide range of issues. All you have to do to get started is hit my link, answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy, and that way BetterHelp will be able to match you with the right therapist from their network. BetterHelp.com forward slash juice box. You're going to get the same professionalism and quality as you expect from in-office therapy. And if for any reason your therapist isn't right for you, you can switch to a new one at no additional charge. Do therapy on your terms. Text, chat, phone, video call. And you can even message your therapist at any time and then schedule a live session when it's more convenient. So if you're looking for someone to talk to, check out BetterHelp.